What up, y'all? You're listening to the Gabacho Borracho U.S. Soccer Talk Podcast with your host, Thomas Miller and Corey Adair. Your go-to podcast for gambling on soccer and hot, hot, hot U.S. men's national team takes. Take it away. Go, go, USA! Gratefully claims it. Distribution. Brilliant. Landon Donovan. There are things on here for the USA. Can they do it here? Cross. And Dempsey is denied again. And Donovan has scored. Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! Certainly through. Oh, it's incredible. And welcome to the next episode of the Gabacho Barracho U.S. Soccer Talk podcast. Once again, as always, it is me, Corey Adair, at DJ Corfo 7 And I am with Thomas Miller, at Don Thomas Miller. And I am with Dan Angel, at Dan Angel 11 And we are coming to you today to talk about all things soccer and whatever random shit we decide to talk about this week. Because it seems like we do that pretty regularly. So... How are we doing this week, guys? Not too bad. Nice to be back. Although I'm wondering about the wisdom to put this on YouTube and force people to look at my face. But Dan, you are like up 23 units on like your last 20 plays. Like you can't. Nah, dude, the people need to see you. What good does that do them? <laughs> that's that's not going to help help them with their plays. <laughs> Dan, you are beautiful no matter what they say. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that's a song, by the words, way. Words can't bring you down. Dan, that's a song, by the way. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah, no, that's the song. You know that song? No, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't, like, don't be hard on yourself. We, we, could fill, we could fill a week's worth of um, <laughs> podcast with the amount of pop culture stuff I don't know. <laughs> Well, I love you, Dan. That's all that matters. Yeah. How did uh, the uh, wedding go? Well, it was nice. Um, it's nice to have for my wife to get some time with um, her father. It's really nice to get out to the hot springs in New Mexico. I highly recommend it. Um, you guys are looking for a vacation with your significant others. No, dude. I saw some of those pictures and I, yeah, no, I actually, the hot springs one in New Mexico, I specifically sent that one to Laura. And says we should. It wasn't even the best um, one. Like the like the really nice one was the night before at Riverbend Hot Springs. Like same place. Um, we just couldn't stay there because they didn't have any vacancies on that night. Um, in their um hotel area. But the night before, Amy and I had a private um private um hot spring area for um almost an hour. Ooh, pretty cool. So, yeah, like it. Like basically, what they do is they they give you um like your own um private um hot spring area. You have fifty minutes to enjoy it, and you can turn you can turn on the lights on or off. Um, they are really strict with um the whispering policy to make it um as um private and relaxing as possible. It was really nice. Yeah, you might need to send that place to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys, you guys should definitely do that. Sounds hot. Not gonna lie. Sounds hot, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not talking about 
Yeah, it was like right on the Rio Grande. Absolutely <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. Hey, that's on the Mexico border, though. You know. No, it's not not on where that part of the river goes. So the Rio Grande. Dude, I, is the- I, hey, that was total sarcasm. Fair enough. Fair enough. That was total sarcasm because of everything that's happened in the last. You know, I. I I do have to play into it. I'm sorry. You know, like the kid had a fucking Hispanic name. So people play into that shit and want to play emotions. But I do know that it does weigh heavy on all of our hearts. What happened in Southwest Texas this week? Absolutely. Yeah. Terrible thing. And I know, I know, you know, obviously I have kids. I, I talk about my kids pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point in time, randomly in this episode, I am going to put the picture I took with my kid today because of what happened yesterday. But I know it does hit us hard. And Thomas even messaged me last night saying something about it. And I was just like, dude, I'm numb. Like, I don't want to think about that. Like, it's, it's, it's one of those things that's so bad that I purposely almost basic in all reality told Thomas to fuck off. Like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it, but it's real. It yeah. truly is real. And Thomas, <clears throat> you know, I know, I know you don't have any kids, Dan. And, and in all honesty, yeah. like if kids aren't an ambition of yours, just don't. Yeah. yeah we're not planning to. Yeah. Don't have them then. Like, like if you and, don't, and actually this this is one of the reasons why we don't really want to go down that path because there's just so much out there that like I can't even imagine what you guys are going through, dude, bro. For real, in all honesty, like if it's not a passion of yours, if you don't feel that need to like spread a seed type of thing or, or whatever, whatever your fucking desire is to have kids, if you don't feel that, just don't have them. Yes, no, I agree. Right. But but for those of us that do have them, dude, it's devastating. Absolutely. And, and we live like me and Thomas personally live in a very multicultural community. Like where people people either have to learn how to live together or they end up hating each other. Mm hmm. And it's it's a little scary. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh obviously like uh thoughts and if uh you believe in God or whatever, then prayers uh to the families of the victims. Um it's been tough to see. We're in the second day of it, which is always the worst day because everything becomes political and it's but everything everything also gets realized like there's a time period in that first day where a lot of people don't know anything the people that matter don't know the parents don't know yeah like there are Um, there there are parents going late into that night that don't know if their kid is okay or not and so that first day is almost like a shell shock that's what they called it in world war one you know, like I, you know what? I will go out and put myself on a limb here that I am the biggest history buff in the network. I will do that right now. Don't give a shit who I argue with. I will talk 
anything. I might be able to give you a run for your money on that one. I bet you could. I bet you could. I bet you could, Dan. Me too. Me too. I actually fear Dan a little bit more. But the point still remains that our society today leads us to this point where it's almost like a shell shock. It's just this. It's just what happens. Mm -hmm. It is just what happens. And it isn't until day two that you fully realize what actually happened. Yeah. You know, you have to have time to think about it. And I I mean, I yesterday I could do a pretty good job of ignoring it. But today I started seeing the post on social media and like I, I, I cried today. I cried today. And then the moment I had free time for the first time today, I called my dad because my dad has my son and he's only fucking three and a half hours away from where that happened at. And I got to see my son and talk to him. And it, it, I mean, you know, it's a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we can only imagine what the families of the victims are going through and, um, you know, so our thoughts and prayers are with them, I guess. And, you know, it's just horrible. It's hard to, like, uh, you know, talk about sports and soccer, like, knowing that that sort of thing happened. And, like, uh, I mean, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. We, but we do this all the time. Like, uh, all the time it happens all the time in this country and then um we pretty much do nothing about it and like i don't want to get political at all and but no dude something something needs to happen agreed Mm -hmm. we have we have a world cup to prepare for you know, like it, it, you know, and this isn't to be cheap or anything like, like this is a true transition. I, I have kids, I own guns like that, dude, this shit all holds serious, serious, like think the strings in my heart. You know, I, I, I feel all these things, but we are United States men's national team podcast and we have matches in less than a week. Do we not? Yeah, we do. We do. Dude, it's fucking go time. It is go time. We play. Dude, we play Morocco. Morocco's a good opponent. Yeah, they are. Just ask Portugal and Spain. <clears throat> Dude, look, for real, Morocco is a really, really good opponent for us to cut our teeth and then go into Uruguay, and then go into CONCACAF road games and shit. Like, this is, this is fucking beautiful. And this is a side note, and we didn't even talk about potentially talking about this, but Liverpool's Fabinho made a comment today. So apparently Mbappe said that South America is an underdeveloped soccer nation in general. And then Fabinho came on and was like, dude, you have no idea what you're fucking talking about. You don't have to play in Bolivia. None of you guys in Europe understand what it's like to play in Bolivia. If if Brazil and Argentina had to play in the Euros, we'd be the number one and number two teams. 
What are your guys' thoughts on that? Um, <clears throat> yeah, they have no idea what it's like to play in Bolivia or Guatemala City or Costa Rica, San Jose. Like, they don't know. And it's always tough to go to those places. And, and uh, I'm sure there's some European places that are tough to go to or whatever, but, like, I mean, it's just like a diff- it's a it's a different game. It's like a completely different game when you go to Central America, South America. You can watch Copa Libertadores and like it's just like it's like a, a lot of greatness, but that at the same time it, there's a lot of like uh Concacaf and Comable bullshit that goes in there too. And so it's like, yeah, I mean. If they had to make those road trips, who knows how it would go for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i a lot more receptive to that argument coming from someone in Comable than I am from Bruce Arena making that argument done before the Trinidad match in 2018 here in CONCACAF. Because, I mean, Comable is incredibly competitive. Like, you have all 10 teams playing each other home and away you cannot duck anybody and you've got to play some very tough matches over a long slog. Like it is a genuinely difficult region. It does have a more forgiving qualifying structure to an extent, but other than Venezuela and Bolivia, everyone really has a chance. So there's no real easy matches. Whereas in Europe, yes, it's really competitive. Yes. There's a lot of great teams, but there's also the occasional trip to San Marino or Kazakhstan or the Faroe Islands thrown in there. And there's also no elevation norm to deal with. The highest elevation as far as capital cities go in Europe is Andorra, which is only about 3,300 feet above sea level. So South America, yes, I would say they do have a lot more to deal with. They also do have a lot more opportunity to qualify because of their format. So it's kind of a um, pick your poison situation. Yeah, yeah, like they, yeah, I mean, nobody's traveling to uh, like a elevation that is like deadly, you know, like when you go to uh, Bolivia, right? La Paz. Oh, La Paz, Bolivia? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, 12,000. Yeah. 12,000. <laughs> you gotta run around in that. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> What will happen? (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I mean, and yeah, and it's like, yeah, Bolivia, bad, bad team. I mean, not a bad team. Like, I'm not, I don't want to just, I mean, not a great team or whatever, but I mean, they have a distinct home field advantage. It'd be like playing in like, like uh, you went to a stadium and you're like, oh, this stadium has three inches of water just sitting everywhere, you know, like something like that. But mm-hmm. in Europe never has to deal with that. So I can get what he's saying. Oh, no, dude. I, I personally agree with that. Like I, it, it this is, this is one of the reasons why I truly feel like Comable and CONCACAF don't ever come to an agreement on World Cup qualifying because even though it's not easy to play, say, at Guatemala City or San Salvador, 
nothing other than the Stadio Azteca compares to having to play at 12,000 feet. Like it, it's True. almost like they're like they're saying, you know, you know, yeah, you're right. Like you got some good competition up there, and it might make us better. You know, like iron sharpens iron, but you don't have to survive the grind that we have to. Mm-hmm. That's just my personal opinion on it. Yeah. Like, I mean, like you look at the FIFA World Rankings. Granted, they're admittedly flawed, but I mean. Nine of the ten teams in Conmebol are ranked 58th or better. The one weak link is Bolivia, who has the great equalizer of home field advantage. So, like, there are no easy games. None. Dude, I mean, I mean like, we need well, one, e- one easy game. The one easy game is when you draw Bolivia at home. But when you go there, that's it. There's, it, there's nothing easy about La Paz at all. Well, dude, even Ecuador on the road isn't easy. Oh, Ecuador on the road's a nightmare. Going to Quito, did, I mean, did, that's did, almost did as they bad not, as the pause. Did they not qualify because of it? That is exactly why they qualified. Yeah. yeah. No, that was fun. That was fun. I, I, that was a random talking point. I, that was fun. I, yeah. I'm sorry, but when when Twelman went off on his whole like you you land in bosnia and herskovin and you're playing in a cow pasture like i don't <laughs> want to hear about about you know what your away environment looks like like you should be qualifying when he says that shit i instantly think la paz <laughs> because like that i don't care i don't care if it's in cow pasture or in a fucking bona fide olympic stadium Playing at 12,000 feet, you're not going to just do. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but, I mean, Taylor Taylor Twelman's point was, I mean, we don't have that quite like, an experience quite like that here. If we were playing the Common Bowl teams, then, yeah, we'd have um, those kinds of experience going down to Ecuador, going down to Bolivia. But here, I mean – yeah, things are tough going to Guatemala City or Tegucigalpa um, or um, going back when Costa Rica would play at Saprissa. Those are not easy at all. And, of course, we all know how difficult it is to win at the Azteca. But for the most part, those are mostly matches where the U.S. should expect to get a point because of the quality of the opposition. Yes, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, and, and hey, we've we've got a couple of those coming up in the next what, thirteen days, fourteen days, right? I mean, we we don't really um have anything well, that's all that all that difficult um as far as travel because I mean three of our four matches are at home, but no, still we play at Guatemala City, don't we? Uh, we do not. We play in San Salvador. San Salvador. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's a classic road. Concacaf type of match. Yeah, I mean that'll that'll be one where we'll be doing well to win that match, like two nil. But we haven't been winning those matches two nil. No, I know. Real realistically, I think what'll come of that match of that weekend is we smash Grenada, and then if we beat El Salvador, it'll be one nil. Most likely, I expect we'll. Um, leave San Salvador goalless um, with a draw. I, with a draw I, I think if I'm going to bet any money on that match, I'm going to bet 0-0. Zero, zero. 
I, I think I'm going to play the under. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we saw it uh, where the fireworks were going off and in the qualifiers and Gio Reyna was like jumping and scared the whole time. <laughs> yeah, like uh, we don't do well when we we travel down there. I mean, it's just a different it's a different world. You know, as of yet, as of yet, he did show some signs of promise in Azteca. He did, but Azteca is not San Salvador. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Not I, San Salvador. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, what else do we got going on? I mean, we got News League. We had our call ups and like we could talk about some of the players that got called up. Uh, we talk about Malik Tillman, which was, yeah, I think that was a big fucking deal. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they plug him into. And I mean, where Burhalter wants to see him. Uh, I, I think, I think his skill set forces Burhalter to go to a four, two, three, one, which is, I think, what has been our best formation, and we've never run it. What's he, think, where is he gonna run if he runs a four through three? Where does he play? Midfield or something. <laughs> Midfield or an attacking position, like always. But this is what I mean. Like you're 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 fading off there. Like I mean it. He he is the type of person that might garner the notoriety to force us to a 4-2-3-1. I just can't I, – I cannot see Burhalter changing his ways. He needs to. He probably will not <laughs> change his lineup. I, I, I mean, why? Well, I mean, then what are we doing? Then what, then what are we going to do? With with Malik Tillman, what 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 do we do with Malik Tillman? What's going to happen with him? Mm, CM or a central midfielder, an N eight, or some sort of false nine. I mean, we've called up guys before. Look at the Gold Cup. He didn't call up any wingers, but he still played a four three three. Four to three, four, three every time. It's gonna be the same thing. He cannot break from his ways. Uh, uh. <clears throat> Dude, our our best formation is a four, two, three, one. Explain that to Burhalter because <laughs> he's our manager. It's it's McKinney and Adams in the back, and then whatever four fucking offensive attackers you like at that moment like it, it doesn't matter i mean you could it could be peppy pooley Wea, and aronson or it could be reina and pooley and fucking who's another right wing guy that we could play you know or and and fucking ferrera like what we have, i'm we not have, i'm not disagreeing with you i'm just saying that like he will not break from his fucking his strategy. So. Here's the best. Here's the best thing about that scenario. Let's say McKinney can't play. <clears throat> Worst case scenario, 
<clears throat> you go do a four, two, three, one. Your two is Adams. <laughs> and Acosta. Yeah. Would you take those two guys back there? Probably, yes. But Probably because of Acosta's set piece delivery ability. Yeah. Yeah. It's I a 4-2-3-1. It's a 4-2-3-1. And he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. I think I think we established that like uh, many many times, <laughs> many many times, and uh, I mean we'll see what we'll see what happens with it, you know, because I have this really really bad feeling that we're not going to make it out of group stage, and it's going to be because of Burhalter, and we're going to have to fire him, and then next World Cup cycle we're going to make a run, the run, the run that should have been precedented by this World Cup. Like, we should make it out of group stage. We should potentially win our round of 16 matchup and make it to the corners. And and then whatever happens from there happens from there, and it's just fucking total chaos. Like, that is the World Cup. But if none of that comes to fruition, we don't even make it out of the group stage, and we fire Burhalter, and then all of a sudden we hire, say, like a Jesse Marsh because he gets fired from Leeds, and then we tap Jesse into Marsh isn't getting fired from Leeds now. Not now, but 12 months from now, he might be. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, I think we'd be what? hired if he away from if he, Leeds. If he doesn't get fired now, we have four years until the next World Cup. Yeah. So he could get fired two years from now. Or we can just hire him away from Leeds. I mean, he doesn't have to get fired. <laughs> Well, that, but but the, but this is my point: is that Burhalter is a. I'm sorry, Burhalter's a fucking joke. Well, I mean, in that case, in that scenario, then like, is that really the worst thing in the world? Um, if we flame out in three, I mean, it's not something we're hoping for, but. Oh like, no! I'm hoping to make it out of group stage. Of course, of course, we're all hoping to see the U.S. some um, progress from the group and make a run, but given that us flaming out means the end of Burhalter's tenure. Like that's not the worst thing in the world. Oh no, I would not be mad. Like I would, I would be happy about that. Like to me, the worst thing in the world is we um, scrape through the group stage. We're not competitive in the round of 16 and lose some three nil to the Netherlands and Burhalter gets retained because he got us out of the group stage. That's absolute worst case scenario, right there. Like yep. I would like for me, I will be happy with this World Cup if we either a go out in the quarterfinals or give a credible showing against some the Dutch in the round of sixteen. Like if we lose to the Dutch on penalties on the round of sixteen, so be it. That's fine, but like. Other than that, I would say quarterfinals or flame out in three and get rid of our halter and get ready for the for the 2026 World Cup cycle. Right. My worst case scenario on Black Friday, we lose to England three to zero and Nebraska somehow beats Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) That would be my worst case scenario. (laughs) That yes, that would be a nightmare for you for sure. I wouldn't be mad. 
You, you wouldn't be mad. I, I'm going to be quite relaxed that day because it doesn't really matter to me what happens on, on the football field um, as long as my bets cash. <laughs> you know what? If, 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 if United States got their ass kicked and it's just like Phil Foden doing crazy shit and Declan Rice and Bowen linking up, yeah. you know, like I, I'm not going to be mad. I won't be mad. But if Nebraska yeah, kicks the shit out of Iowa, oh, Ooh. Mm. Mm. Be pretty happy. <laughs> Declan Rice and Jared Bowen are linking up to make the goals. I'll probably be okay with us getting our ass kicked, I guess. But, I mean, I really don't think – I think Jared Bowen, if he makes the World Cup squad, would be a backup obviously <laughs> with all the firepower that they have at the wings, but Declan Rice was in a backup though. No, no, he, he's like the English captain. So he's the English six. Yeah. 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 But I'm saying if Jared Bowen, See, I, goal, <laughs> I watched every minute. I watched every minute of that last West Ham matchup for like 85 minutes, even though they fucking lost three to one. And the entire fucking time, the announcers constantly kept saying, dude, Declan Rice's positioning is, like, world-class. Like <laughs> right English, English announcer. Yeah. Like, right where right where the ball is going to get crossed into the center, Declan Rice is right there. Like, his <laughs> positioning, dude, this guy's world-class. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is, though. I'm... He's a good six. I'm buying a Declan Rice West Ham jersey before next year starts. Make sure he's still at West Ham before you buy it. <laughs> <laughs> he will be. I would have done. I would have done it if I had cashed the um ten team parlay, but West Ham couldn't hold it. Damn it, West mm. Ham. Yeah. Or West no, we do. We do have Champions League this weekend, though. We do. We absolutely do. What do so, we think is going to happen here, guys? Go ahead, anybody else. I, I'm asking you guys because I, I like Liverpool. So, you know, like I'll, I'll leave mine for last. But what do you guys think is going to happen? Well, like I was going to leave it for my picks, but like I really think like a thing that we've talked about on here is is like how Trent Arnold Alexander Trent Alexander Arnold there you go there you uh, go is so offensive which he's very good at and I will admit that he's very very good at offense he always goes forward and what's Real Madrid's best attack down their left side with Vinny Jr I but mean, he's not necessarily the best finisher. He's not. He, he doesn't need to be a, the best finisher. Benzema just needs to be running into the box. And, I mean, Trent will be way up the field. Vinny will be way up the field. <laughs> so, like, I really think, like, I think, I think the best bet would be some sort of both teams to score. And, uh... Like, I I kind of think Real Madrid finds a way to win. 
I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not trying to upset anybody with that. But, like, I just think, I think that's what's going to happen. What do you guys think? I mean, Rails kind of had a charmed life in this tournament. And I think their luck's going to run out. And I think the fact that Liverpool came so close to winning the title and didn't get it done is going to be a major motivator for all these players to finish the job in the Champions League and take three out of four. Who didn't play? Who didn't play last weekend for Liverpool, Dan? Um, I don't know. I, I was keeping track of so many matches that I wasn't <laughs> even looking at the um, lineups for anything except um, <coughs> except Crystal Palace Man U. Tiago was one of them. Okay. Who else? Oh, who else was it? I, I think it was no. Was it Mo Salah? No, Mo Salah played last weekend. Maybe for like 15 minutes. Hey. So no, I, I want to say it was like somebody like super good. Maybe played for like the last 10 or 15 minutes. But uh Klopp has come out in the last five days and said that Tiago is full go, and then whoever the person I'm thinking of is full go. I don't think they're walking away without this Champions League. Like, I I think it goes to fucking extra time before it fin- finishes in regular time, period. Like, I don't I don't think there's an option. And, yeah, Solid, Solid did come on with um, half an hour left in the match. Yeah. So. You know, <clears throat> yeah, it was Solid and Tiago. Yeah. Solid and Tiago are good to go to start this week. Yeah, and that, that's a big difference. Absolutely. Dude, Tiago's a huge difference. Yeah. Omaha. You oh, it's two Omaha. Two to one. Viva Omaha! <laughs> Omaha! Omaha! <laughs> Still a lot of it time. Is, it is, they do use the American pronunciation, right? No, we say... Union. <laughs> like I, I seriously keep wanting to call them Union Omaha. <laughs> Me too. I'm the same way. I want to say Union Omaha too, but like I think it's but it's Omaha. Union. Union Omaha. <clears throat> but it's Omaha. Yeah. Omaha. Yep. Wow. 52nd minute. Good for them. They deserve it. They do. Yeah, of course they fucking deserve it. There are so many. <laughs> there are so many Latinos in Omaha and in communities surrounding Omaha that having some type of soccer success is beautiful for them. I mean, just leave, leaving leaving that aside for a second, God, how much better would it be if a team like Union Omaha could actually dream about winning their way up to MLS? Dude, yeah. yes. Yes. Like that's what we need to talk about. Pro yeah. rail. I mean, like Louisville City, that would be fantastic if they could win their way up to MLS uh, um replace like San Jose. But how much smaller is Omaha than Louisville? You know, I mean <laughs> there can't be that big of a difference. I'm pretty sure Omaha's smaller than Louisville. Let's see. It's smaller. 
it, I'm sure it's smaller, but that's not the that's not really not that's really not the point though. Like what are you uh, saying? Omaha four hundred eighty thousand. Louisville Louisville has about um, one hundred fifteen thousand more people. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, it's not that much difference, but like, no, the like the thing I'm talking about is like how great would it be if we actually had pro rel in this country and a team like Louisville or Pittsburgh or Omaha could actually dream of winning their way up to the top level, like um, getting these talent young players, building their way up and playing in MLS someday. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Omaha won, what is it? USL League One? League mm-hmm. Two? League One, right? Yeah, League One. Which is the yeah. third tier. Yeah. And, and like, basically all their good players went went up to USL Championship. Yeah. Now, now like, it's a totally different team, but they're, I mean, they're, they obviously have good direction. That's why they're still doing good in USL League One. And now currently beating Minnesota. They beat Chicago Fire on penalties, yeah. whatever. But I mean, yeah, that, that that's that's like my same sort of take is that like I mean I mean pro rail needs to happen here. We saw I mean, it's just it's just so much better and so much more interesting with mm-hmm. pro rail involved. Like I mean that 10 match simultaneous something for the Premier League um, like I love that day so much because every match means something like you have Leeds fighting for survival, Burnley trying to stay up at the same time, like yeah. under the American system. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? No, then- dude, you had this moment. You had this moment where Mo Salah scored a goal. And then when he scored it, he went to celebrate with his fan base. And they were telling him, dude, you're 3 2, 3 2. Yeah. Like they go to the three, two, and then he turns around and you see this dejected look on his face. Like, Oh, right. doesn't matter what the fuck I do. Right. Right. But that Where was, else you get that, that at? winning the premier league. Yeah. That's at the <laughs> other end of the spectrum. Like go ahead and laugh at me. I don't give a fuck. No, we're not. No, it's at winning the, no, no, we're is. talking about winning the premier league. When we're talking about a team avoiding relegation, like what, what was the Bundesliga? Oh, um, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Air, My whole point like, was that it doesn't matter if you're at the top or at the bottom. When you play all those matches at the same time, it makes a difference. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah, but sure. it makes it. But the matches at the top matter here, too. Whereas the matches at the bottom here don't mean a, a darn thing. Whereas in Europe, every match matters. Yeah. Like here, like if that same match um, that took place between Liverpool and Wolves, like you change that to. Seattle versus Portland or bad example because that's a rivalry let's say Seattle versus LAFC it's still just as important um, to the fans here but if you've got like say Cincinnati against Chicago and they're at the bottom of the standings it doesn't mean anywhere near as much as um, Leeds scoring that dumb late goal to win and get absolute certainty that they were staying up in the Premier League. Yeah, but 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 the point of the conversation doesn't even matter because nobody gets relegated, nobody gets promoted. So I, I only got frustrated because I got laughed at when you're like, "Well, yeah, that's when you're talking about the top of the Premier League." But it doesn't matter. The fact that the top is a factor, the bottom is a factor, is what right. we're talking about. That right. should apply to what we're doing here. Yeah, that's It'd what be I'm nice saying. If- 
it'd be nice if every match mattered and USL should absolutely do that. Like yes. the championship should have relegation to league one promotion from league one. Like Omaha should be playing with Louisville, Pittsburgh, Detroit, those other teams because they won their way up there. Like that should absolutely be a thing. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. US. I mean, they won USL league one championship last year. Yeah. They should be in the championship. Yeah. <laughs> That's especially, not especially if they fucking make it to the next round of the cup. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just like, yeah. Like, well, what, I mean, what, was I, the, what was the Bundesliga example? Um, Erta again, Erta against Hamburg. Yeah. Yeah. And then who, but who passed up uh, Erta? Uh, Stuttgart, I think. Stuttgart, yeah, yeah, Stuttgart. We saw that celebration. It was mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, it was like absolutely. Insane. So, I mean, there there are so many intricacies that you could, like, do here. Like, there – it doesn't matter if you do it how the EPL does it or how the Bundesliga does it or how La Liga does it. It doesn't matter how you do it. There should be something here. Yeah, you just have to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I, I would be interested to see how many people live in Norwich. Like, it's got to be like 65,000 or something, you know. <laughs> Maybe. I'm probably way wrong. But, like, I mean, I mean that's just what I'm saying. Is like Norwich's population is 376,000. Okay. So, <laughs> it's similar to Omaha, similar to, like, Des Moines. I don't know. Fucking. But, I mean, imagine if, like, I know they're – in League Three, but like, you know, if if FC Cincinnati went down last year and Louisville went up, I mean, really, would I don't think the MLS would lose a ton of money. No, know? they wouldn't. They I would mean, not lose money. No, dude, Cincinnati bit that build that huge fucking stadium, and they never filled it. Yeah, I mean, Louisville has a very nice stadium. Like it could, it is absolutely like. They probably need to expand it by a, a couple thousand, but it's absolutely MLS caliber. And, and that's what they do in the EPL. When you go up, you get, you get money and you expand mm-hmm. your stadium. You yeah. Know? And I mean, we don't, even, we don't even necessarily have to imagine it because, like, look at the NFL. The NFL does not lose money because there is a team in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Right. Exactly. They, they although, every although that team in Green Bay does usually put a butt in most seats. Well, of course they do. Of course they do. But I mean, the fact that the fact of the matter is that Green Bay is a town of one hundred thousand people. But the point the point isn't that. The point is butts and seats. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm sure that like a team in a, a team in a place like. Omaha or Louisville or Greenville, South Carolina, that doesn't have any other major league sports. Um, like if you got, if their soccer team made it to the top level, I'm sure they could sell it, sell it out or come pretty close to it on a regular basis. So I'm playing MLS sides. Oh, I promise you if Omaha made it to the MLS, I would be in that stadium multiple times a year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, you made Dan's point for him. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like if, if Louis, I mean, Louisville or, yeah, I mean, San Diego even, right? Yeah, Tampa Bay. I've seen San Diego Stadium. It's 
it's it's a very beautiful stadium. It's not huge, but I mean, if if they were to go up, I mean, it'd be sold out every time. I mean, why yeah. wouldn't Indy Eleven's trying to get a new stadium? Like they, like if they were to get something like that and um play us play usl matches there they'd probably um fill it and then if they won their way up even better yeah yeah so let's do that pro rep we need it here absolutely absolutely what's up everybody this is thomas miller and i just wanted to let you know that the gabacho borracho u.s soccer talk podcast is sponsored by moneyline dice Moneyline aims to revolutionize the sports betting market through the creation of both functional and novelty products that sports bettors of all levels will enjoy. Spotted by its golden peaks, the Moneyline logo symbolizes winning and winning big. Feature products include Moneyline Sports Betting Dice, Moneyline Sports Betting Pocket Notebook, Snapback Hat, and more. Use promo code CODA10. K-O-T-A-1-0 to receive a 10% discount on your next order. That's promo code CODA10, K-O-T-A, for 10% off your next order at MoneylineDice.com. Now let's get back to the show. All right, so bringing us into our last segment of the week. As always, it's our picks of the week. I have something different this week. I only have one play. Uh, the European soccer season is coming to an end. The CONCACAF and Comma Bowl soccer seasons are in full swing. So I will have to start watching those more and do what I have to do. We also have, you know, a United States men's national team match in the next seven days. So there is plenty to still be said about soccer. It's just that European club soccer comes to an end. And it comes to an end with the Champions League finals. So my only play this week is that Liverpool is going to lift the cup. Liverpool is going to win this Champions League. And both teams are going to score in regulation. And if you play those two together in this game, same game parlay, it's like Depending on the book you play, it's plus 140, plus 150. I am going to play a lot of money on that play. I do think Liverpool wins this cup. I also think both teams score in regulation. I I think this is a perfect matchup of uh, how the old fucking commercial go between Mia Hamm and Michael Jordan. Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. No? Probably. <laughs> oh, you know exactly. Your fucking no, reaction, you knew exactly what I was fucking talking about. No, I was, no, I laughed because I was like, where are you going with this? <laughs> but I don't remember those commercials, but it seems totally probable. I remember the Bird versus Jordan. Yeah, like first game. <laughs> no, dude, it was Mia Ham and it was Michael Jordan. It was anything I can do, you can do better. Or no, no, anything, <clears throat> you can do, anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. And like they, they, they just played off that rhythm the entire fucking time. Yep, we're gonna put this 
commercial right here for YouTube watchers right now. Okay. No, dude, this shit exists. Okay. <laughs> so you got Liverpool to lift a cup to win at any moment, right? Plus both teams to score? Yeah, and it's plus 150. And I'm putting... I mean, dude, I'm I'm probably making a bigger play than I've ever made before. And, and in all honesty, hashtag my, well bet. No, hashtag well bet. <laughs> all right. No, dude, they're 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 so my very first experience with a whale bet was when I bet on Man City last year at your house. Yes. Like we got into the network where I was holding that bottle of tequila and I had the Pulisic jersey on. You know, like all that shit. Mm -hmm. I feel like I understand it a little bit better now. And I'm, you know, I I just, I feel like I get it a little bit better now. (laughs) So, that's all I'm saying. All right. So, like, I got three plays on that final you got to play, Dan? I was just going to play on Liverpool Liverpool to win. No, I'm in regulation. All right. So I'm going directly against you guys. Directly against you guys. Like, I'm taking Real Madrid money line in regulation plus 245. I'm taking – You can't take take them regulation without winning the cup. Like, you have to take – That has to be double chains for us both to hit. I am, uh, I, I mean, I just, I don't know. I just don't. No, what you're saying is that they're going to win regulation. That means they lift the cup instantly in regulation. They beat them straight up. Just fucking beat them. That's what you're saying right now. I think they will beat them. Yes. Let's go. No, I'm saying Real will win. <laughs> I, I'm 2-0 in the last two episodes. I just, like, I, I don't know. There's just something about it. Like, I talked about it a little bit before, like, where they're going to be streaking down the left, where uh, Trent is absent, and I just think they'll win. So, taking that one, I'm taking Real Madrid to to lift the cup, plus 145. And I'm also going to go with uh, Kareem Benzema to score at any moment at plus 120. Totally against the grain. <laughs> you guys got any other picks? Um, yeah, actually, I am looking at the English Championship bomb for the race to be the final team promoted, and I am taking Nottingham Forest um, at plus one fifteen to win this match in regulation, like. I think Forrest has just been surging um, throughout the past um, two months. I think they're in really fine form, and I think that they're going to win this match and secure Let, um, let's go. Let, let's go fighting Evan Horvath. Let's go Nottingham. Nottingham. Nottingham, <laughs> baby. Let's fucking go Nottingham. Yes. Backup goalkeeper. Yay. <laughs> what's, a, what's a one dude's name? What was his name? The keeper for Nottingham? 
the starter. Huh? What's his name? Corey, we watched that game. Do you remember? I can't remember. No, all I think is Evan Horvath. Uh, he didn't Samba? play. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Is Samba? Samba, yeah. He was, like, unstoppable in the penalty shootout. His eyes were bugged out, like, like out of his head, man. And then he stopped two or three penalty takes. I, I love that pick, Dan. Love it. I think Nottingham Forest. Dude, totally I think good. Nottingham is in the EPL next year. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. For real. For real. I like him. Love him. Love the pick. Love it. Love it. Love it. I will play it as well. Yep. I'm telling. Dude, um, I, 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 I played that play, what was it, four or five days ago? And it hit. I'll play it again. Uh, Don't fucking tempt me with a good time. <laughs> but I do have a couple other plays to put in here if you guys don't have anything else. I have Dude, one more, but go I, ahead. My, my only play is that fucking Champions League to lift the cup and both teams score. I, I, I really think Liverpool wins the Champions League this year, and I really think both teams score in regulation. I really do believe that. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Dan. All right, so my next one is going to be Poland Moneyline against Wales in the UEFA Nations League. And my rationale here is Wales, I don't really think, cares that much about one Nations League match when they've got a chance to make the World Cup for the first time in, like, 50 years. And they're going to be focused on the match that they've got um, coming up against either Scotland or Ukraine um, either on the 4th or the 5th. So I think Wales... What day, what day is that? Um, so what, day is, what day is Scotland-Ukraine? Uh, Scotland-Ukraine is taking place on the 1st, June, June 1st. So, a week. A week, so next Wednesday. Yeah, I do. I do believe that Wales is going to be focused on... Well, how many days after that? So... Uh, I think it's a three-day turnaround. I think it's Saturday that um, they're playing the winner of um, Scotland-Ukraine. Yeah, I, I do agree. I think they'll be focused on that. Yeah. So, Poland on money line is um, minus 130. I might go a little bit more aggressive than play Poland um, to win to nil at plus 165. But, yeah, I, I don't think Wales is going to put its heart into this match at all. I think the smart play is to play Poland money line. And I think you wait until the starting lineups are revealed. And yeah. as long as Gareth Bale and Ramsey are not in the starting lineup, then you play the wind and nil. I agree. There we go. Yeah. I got one MLS play for this week. Um, I'm going to take the sporting KC money line and I'm going to add it to the LAFC money line. Uh, those are, Combined together at plus 154. Um, San Jose um, is is better than what we thought at the starting of the season. We, we were kind of saying they were going to be like the, new, the next FC Cincinnati, but on the road, they are um, um, zero wins, one draw, four losses. And LAFC is just a very, very, very good team. And then uh, – Sporting Kansas City has dominated uh, Vancouver, um, at least at home. 
in um, the Western Conference. So uh, Sporting KC money line plus LAFC money line plus one fifty four. Okay. My next play is also going to be an MLS, and I'm going to take um, my Sounders money line against Charlotte, um, minus 165, because I just don't see any way that Charlotte is going to make this turnaround after playing in the U.S. Open Cup on Wednesday, Mm -hmm. having to cross the country, play against a rested Seattle who is now finally free of um, all these other obligations and should finally be able to focus on playing in MLS. Like I think Charlotte's going to get smacked. Yeah. I think you're right. Even like a minus uh, one and a half, like I mean, or spread might be kind yeah of I, I think what i might do to get rid of the juice is take the sounders and over two and a half goals at plus 145 because yeah. i i just don't see any way that charlotte is going to stay with Rui diaz for 90 minutes right yeah i love that pick all right do you got more or um so I've so I've got one that I don't really have the odds on yet because I haven't put out the win the win to no plays, but I am gonna play them um both on a parlay um to win to nil and that's Georgia win to nil and Estonia to win to nil because they're facing a pair of minnows and Georgia's facing Gibraltar at home and Estonia's facing San Marino at home. So I'm pretty sure that neither side is going to give up a goal. Georgia is actually not a bad team for their level, and I think they'll I think they'll cruise if I can get um, either one on a um, minus one situation. I might throw that in, but yeah, I'll, like just taking them both on the money line only comes out to minus five hundred because these are just such big mismatches. So once the win to nil plays come come on the board, I'll throw that those in to actually make it a decent play. Sounds good. So, you got anything else? Nope. That was it. All right. And then my last my last one is going to be Kosovo money line. Like, I'm just not sold at all on Cyprus, and I think Kosovo is actually a fairly talented side. Like, Cyprus, they managed they managed to get um, a draw at at home against Malta in non-World Cup qualifying. But other than that, it was just one defeat after another. Like, their their World Cup qualifying um, campaign was a scoreless draw with Slovakia, lost to Croatia. They managed to upset Slovenia at home. And then after that, it was loss after loss after loss. And only one of those matches did they even score. So let's see. That was that was a string of eight eight defeats and one draw, and seven of those defeats were scoreless. So I think Kosovo to win to nil at plus two thirty offers a ton of value. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. An- another one I'll go with like. Uh... 
there's a lot of juice on it and I don't know if we'll record before it happens, but uh, Costa Rica versus New Zealand, I believe it's going to be played in Qatar, right? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's at minus 165 right now. I mean, that's that's a lot of juice, but I, I really think Costa Rica will be the team to advance in that in that match. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I totally agree. I, I, I'm i sorry, but fuck Oceana. Like, dude, Costa Rica, they still have Kevin Navas. They still have Joel Campbell. Like, they're dude, they're going to fuck them up. Yeah. Yeah. You can get it at minus 150 on Unibet. That's the best I'm seeing. Yeah, that's not bad. That that's that's not not, not terrible. You can make a no, not at all. You know, fifteen dollar bet and win another. So yeah, I think I like that match. Yeah, for Costa Rica, absolutely. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. All right. So um, unless you guys got any other thoughts, I mean, uh, I think that's gonna wrap it up for the show. I'm going to say this. Our elected officials are a bunch of pussies. <laughs> nope. <sighs> I can't really say anything <laughs> in opposition <laughs> to that. <sighs> oh, dude, that's a, that's a stoop. Like that's a super misogynistic thing to say. A bunch of pussies. Like, like in today's culture, to call oh, yeah, somebody yeah. a pussy, you're calling them a woman. You know, like there, there is, there is like gender and societal, and like there's a whole bunch of different things that go into that statement that our politicians are a bunch of fucking pussies. And the fact that you two agree with me, most people agree. <laughs> like most I mean, people, I, agree. I, most I, people I, I agree. Really- I prefer, like you said, wusses or wimps or whatever. Yeah, or yeah. like spineless. Yeah, because I something mean, something like that. Women, women are badasses. Oh Absolutely. no, women! Women are what make the world go round, bro. Damn straight, whole hundred percent. Trust me, I have a mother of three. Ooh. I know. <gasps> I know. Yeah, but these but yeah. these politicians are a bunch of fucking pussies. Yeah, these politicians are spineless. Uh, I'll go. I'll go with wimps. <laughs> They're wimps. That's fine. That's fine. You cannot say it. I know Thomas will agree with me. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not on board with that phrase. I don't care. I know I'm right. Our politicians suck. They suck. They're they're fucking pathetic. That we can agree with. That yes. we can go. Pathetic is fine. Hmm. You never know what you're going to get with on this podcast. Mostly, <laughs> mostly soccer, but we also got hot springs and non-political commentary. <laughs> and a lot of times, old Big 8 North. Yeah, that that usually comes during football season. Right. <laughs> no, yeah. I do. I love this. I, I think we're the perfect three to get together and just talk. Talk sports. Let's just talk sports. Yep. Yeah. Love right. sports, hate I politics. I love you. Hey, I love you guys. Oh wow! Did that hit the bar? <laughs> what? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that 
Omaha's just or wait a minute, I'm way behind. Oh, that was that was a um 78th minute replay. My feed was slow on the Omaha um Minnesota match. I saw a shot hit the bar. They're in yeah, stoppage time now. Right now, what I got is we're four minutes into five minutes of yep injury time. Yep. All right. Hey. Well, the whole the the main point here is that I love you guys. We love you too. Let's just keep it yep. going for forty more seconds because. We're about to see Omaha beat Minnesota. Yeah. I think Kansas City tied up their their match. Yeah. 69th minute. Nice. Uh, nice. Uh, yeah. 15 seconds ago. Yeah. Minnesota dribbling it around in the back. Here's my play-by-play. Minnesota going forward on the wing. I fell down in the box. In the box. Full kick. That might... Game over. Yeah, that's it. Game over. Omaha will fucking Omaha's advance. Yes. <laughs> wow. Wow. Quarterfinal. USL League One. That that's incredible. Yep. And I really do hope Sporting KC can. Complete the comeback. They're one to one right now. God, yeah. that'd be such that'd be such a moment if um, especially if Sporting have to travel up I twenty nine to face Omaha. <laughs> that'd be so wild. How do they decide that? You know? Uh, random draw. Random draw. Yeah. Okay. So Omaha's got a fifty percent shot of um actually hosting this thing. That'd be great. All right. Is Corey still here? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Omaha won. Going to the quarterfinals of the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. <laughs> Omaha! I, I Omaha! Hope, I hope you win it. I really do. Omaha! Yeah. All right. All right. See you guys not next week. Potentially not the week after. We'll see you guys in the next few weeks. Sometime in June. Yep. Sometime Thank in June. You. Actually, I will say this. There is a good chance that you see us in two weeks from now, but I am probably going to be somewhere in Colorado. All right, then. All right. Thank you for joining. Go Liverpool. Good luck. Yeah.